and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how's it going today? I'm amazed. <laughs> You're amazed? I'm amazed. Well, that's good because the show is amazing. That and we're getting so, very, I'm amazed how close we are to the games. <laughs> well, that is definitely on its way. Um, of course, the games start on uh, the, the sporting events start on October 9th. Right. So we are just weeks away. Yes, we are. And um, we're excited. Very looking forward to seeing all of our friends from around absolutely, the world. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of details and kind of a, a lot of last minute shuffling that we're doing, but we are still very excited and looking forward to it. So, uh, Jeff, tell, tell me what you think about this. Okay. It feels like these days we're suffering from a sugar phobia. I'm not afraid of it. You're not afraid of it. But, but I think the people out there are, yeah. <laughs> Some people out there. You, obviously, looking at me, you can tell I'm not afraid of sugar. <laughs> well, Back in the 80s, it seemed like it was uh, anti-fat. Like, that was right. a big thing. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we found that some of that paranoia led to some, some bad choices. Right, like bad mar- health. Like margarine, for example. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, these days, it seems like uh, we're really afraid of sugar. And mm-hmm. rightfully so. I mean, we eat too much sugar. The excess, right. Yeah, we eat too much sugar. Right. There's no question about that. Sugar is not a health food. No. Generally no. speaking, we're consuming too much of it. But mm. it can have a place in a healthy diet. Yeah, you're gonna like Doug this. Unright. You're gonna like this. Doug Doug right again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> here's a here's just a few times when and why maybe you shouldn't worry so much about a little bit of sugar. Okay. Now that's not saying again, yeah. I wanna I wanna be clear. In moderation, right? Yes. I wanna be right. clear. You know, sugar is not necessarily uh, something that you would consider good for you. No, it's not good for you. But there are some times. Couple couple of things to think about. Number one. You shouldn't be worried about sugar too much when it's in its natural form. So, so like in sugar beets or sugar cane or <laughs> or, in, in or high apple, fructose corn syrup or, or in an apple or an orange. Yeah. So no, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about naturally occurring sugars in fruits, vegetables, mm-hmm. dairy. If you're panicked about that, you're kind of missing the point. Oh, and you're missing out on some great fruits. Yeah, for sure. So keep in mind sugars that contribute to conditions like obesity, heart disease, diabetes. It has more to do with its abundance in diets filled with highly processed sugar in highly processed foods. So in other words, people don't normally become obese because they ate too many apples. No. Right? No. So uh, if you're trying to rein in your sugar intake, maybe you should swap out um, some of your highly processed foods for some more natural forms of sugar. For example, eat whole fruits Mm -hmm. instead of just the juice. Um, that's a suggestion by Dr. Michael Clearfield of Toro University. He says, try to eat fruits as you would, excuse me, try to eat foods as you would have 100 years ago before okay. we started over-processing everything. Right. Sounds like good advice. Right. So you right. shouldn't be worried too much about naturally occurring no. sugars and fruits and vegetables. No. Number two, uh, you shouldn't worry too much about it if it's just a minor part of your diet. Um, eating a donut for breakfast, a candy bar for a snack, and then having a soda for a pick-me-up is one thing, mm-hmm. not necessarily a good thing. But it's a thing. But it's a thing. Mm-hmm. But eating overnight oats with a little brown sugar for breakfast, some dried fruit for a snack, and uh, maybe a little tea with some honey for a pick-me-up is an entirely different thing. Yeah. The second one is the one we should probably be right. shooting for, right? So, so you're so, saying sugar is not one of the four basic food groups. <laughs> well, if you've, if you've been seen Elf, you know the four basic <laughs> food groups, right? Uh, candy, candy corn, Whatever it is, sugar, <laughs> sugar cane and sugar or something yeah. like that. No, the recommendation is that you should have no more than 10% of your 
total calories coming from added sugars. Okay. Uh, that's what uh, Joy DeBose says, who is a registered dietitian. The average American, unfortunately, consumes about 13%, though. And that's, that's uh, the average. So obviously some are more and so, a few are So my mom's been lying stuff. to me. She says a balanced diet is chocolate in both hands. <laughs> that does sound tempting and balanced. <laughs> and true for my mom. <laughs> and true for your mom. Huh? Number three, uh, sugar is not such a bad thing. It's okay if you need a quick fuel. Yeah. So, you know, um, we're uh, kind of considered hunter-gatherers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's a reason that they called uh, called uh, our, our early ancestors hunters-gatherers, and that's because they needed a quick, accessible source of fuel, like berries, which mm-hmm. they would gather so that they could stay uh, fueled when they were running after their dinner, which was the hunting part of it. Right, right. right. So it's no different for us modern-day folks who engage in any type of physical activity. That's the key. We have to be engaged in some type of physical activity, right. it, whether it's a marathon or a long family bike ride for more than a few hours, you want things that are more easily digestible that provide ready-to-use energy mm-hmm. as you're engaged in that activity. Well, and, that, and that's a key because it is quickly burned. Yeah. So some fruits, um, I, I mean, fruit, fruit is good for you, obviously, but even some fruits can be too fibrous to digest while you're moving. Mm-hmm. So having a quick shot of sugar is not the you worst. You don't want thing. to do prunes while you're while you're. <laughs> for many reasons. That creates a whole different kind of movement. For, for many reasons. <laughs> But on top of that, uh, there's the practicality factor. Um, you know, a lot of times it's easier to just, you know, down a yeah, it is. or, or it get, is. get some quick carbs than, right. than it is to carry, like, uh, a Tupperware full of oatmeal with you as you're on your bicycle ride, right? <laughs> right, right. And then finally, just the last thing I want to talk on really quickly is uh, it's okay if it's not your default response to negative emotions. So in other words, if, you have a, if you've had a bad day, and we all have bad days when mm-hmm. you want to go home, and as you said, have a, have a piece of chocolate or a chocolate chip cookie, that's, that's human nature. That's right. not the end of the world. Occasionally answering that, uh, that call for a little sugar is not a big deal. If you can say, I'm making an informed choice. I'm eating this to help me feel better. I'm going to eat it slowly. And then, here's the key, I'm going to stop when I'm satisfied. So there's if, always that I know, catch. There's, there's always, the always catch, right? that catch. So one cookie, uh, if one cookie inevitably leads to ten, or if uh, your food, if food is your only coping mechanism, mm-hmm. then we're talking about something different. Now, what size cookie are we talking about? <laughs> my, like, kid, my kids used to always ask for cookies the size of their heads. Yeah. So I'm not talking about that. Well, I'm talking I, about something smaller than you that. You can make them smaller. <laughs> so eating that cupcake every single day isn't the answer if you're mm-hmm. going through stress. Um, but of course, dose matters and it consistency does. matters. And sure. As you said, it's about portion control. So just a few things to think about. Um, you know, again, sugar, it's everywhere that we look, it's in all of our foods, it's everything, uh, you know, it's, pre- it's prevalent everywhere. It's not the worst thing in the world though, under those circumstances. So, so if I wanted a second opinion from a, from a, like a, somebody who's really a dietitian or something, do you think we could just find somebody that could give us for a example, opinion? if we wanted to have uh, some, uh, feedback on what I just said, um, lucky for us. Lucky for us, we have a registered dietitian with us. Christy Benton is joining us from the uh, Live Well Center at Dixie Regional Medical Center, where she provides individual diet counseling as well as classes for groups and a number of other services. Christy, thank you for joining us today. It's a thrill to be here, and I was listening. So <laughs> I'll to bet this. you were. You did your research. It's fabulous. So I was going to ask you, what what do you think about some of that advice? I think most of that was very sound. I think there is some occasions where real sugar is going to fill the gap. And you mentioned the the need for quick energy, certainly a natural occurring sugar and a piece of fruit as opposed to a chocolate bar. Great snack. So there are reasons to 
indulge a little bit of sugar. Um, but you're right. You know, if, if one bite of ice cream leads to the entire port, <laughs> or and, and again, gallon. that's your yeah, gallon or half gallon, whatever. You know, that, that's not what we want to see. Food right. is not going to cure you of that uh, unfortunate mindset that you have. But food... You know, and you know this, we have so many other things associated with food besides nutrition. Yeah, and, and it absolutely. has grown to, our, our sugar consumption is quite high. Yeah. So do I need to go for a third opinion now? <laughs> no, I think we got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think okay. we got it. All right. Uh, fruits and vegetables are good. And I agree. I, I do like them. I really <laughs> and do I like them. I know you do. I, do. I know you do. Well, today we want to talk a little bit uh, along those lines that we've just been talking about. We want to talk about eating clean. Now, that's a phrase that uh, we hear often. We hear that regularly, especially among athletes and those who are really, really working hard to watch their health. I, I hear that phrase all the time, eating clean. Chrissy, what does eating clean mean exactly? It's simply, it's, it's eating the foods in a form that's close to their natural state. And you mentioned oatmeal. You've mentioned fruit. Um, gathering berries. These are naturally formed foods. Yes, we roll the oats, but that's still not a highly processed food. So as close to its natural state as possible. It's, it's the very simple so, way of so putting it. lasagna is found in nature, right? No. Actually, there is no lasagna bush. <laughs> oh, come on. You're just ruining everything for me today. <laughs> but you do bring up something. There's a tomato sauce on lasagna. And if mm. you were to make your own Lasagna sauce. You you gather the tomatoes. You 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 steam them down mm-hmm. to a wonderful sauce. You have a product that's much more close to its natural right. state than something that you bought in a jar. That came in a can. Came in a can that you know. Sometimes you know, you, you know what's in it. You know, you know what's in it. It's you know got it's things you can't pronounce. And so making your own sauce when go for it. Very good. I I like that idea. I like that concept of of clean being just kind of. In its natural state. And, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, sometimes it's not as easily accessible as we'd like it to be, but it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So so when when you see on uh, the, the food that you do purchase from the store, the word natural, because mm-hmm. you see that. I mean, you know, marketers are trying to sell their product and advertisers are trying to generate revenues. And so they're looking for ways to do that. We see this word natural. Is that a, is that a clinical word? Is that an advertising word? What, what does that really mean? And can we put stock in it? I, th- I think in the world <laughs> of food purchasing, it, it really is a ploy as opposed to meaning something. If you go back to uh, the FDA, for example, they really don't have a definition of what natural means on a food label. So manufacturers can use it. We use natural food color. It came from a beet, but we added a little red number five to it. Oh, by the way. But it's natural. It's a natural. A potato chip. We use all natural potatoes, but you fried them and salted them and (laughs) added some preservative to the bag. So the natural loses its connotation. If I were walking down a pathway and I saw wild raspberries, I would say there is a natural fruit right right there, as opposed to, well, I had a slice of natural raspberry pie. Not the same. (laughs) So so one of the things that makes me smile is when I see organic produce in the store, I've never seen inorganic produce. That's kind of an interesting <laughs> observation. I, I have. I've looked. I've never seen inorganic. I've never seen a mechanical. I've never seen a metal. I've never seen inorganic Very produce. Point. Very good point. I, I do. I do find the you know organics like probably a topic for a whole other uh, a whole yeah. other day. I think there's a lot of uh, information behind that word, but that word natural is interesting, and, and and I'm glad that you said that it's not really strongly defined because 
um, you you see it all the time. Like I like here's here's my best example of natural, uh, and I'm using air quotes now in case you can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> but we but, saw them, we saw. He, and he really but, did. Yeah, you talk about natural. Um, it's fruit juices. You know, you grab a, a kid's fruit juice, and it says 100% natural. And then you look at the label, and it's like you know, water, high fructose corn syrup. All kinds of colors, all kinds of whatever. And then the last ingredient is actual apple juice, you know? So somewhere in the mix of this, you know, this 100% of what is the juice, it had a tiny little portion of apple juice. But that, that was, was actual But that apple juice, juice was 100% juice. <laughs> That's right. The 100% apple juice was actually 100% It was natural. Apple juice. That was natural so was apple natural. juice as Came opposed to real- unnatural. But everything else was added. And, uh, you know, again, or juices processed. or the ones I like are the fruit chewies you can now get. And we're going to go back to the organic. Ter- you can get organic fruit chewies. <laughs> it's made with organic sugar, organic, you know, natural food coloring, organic cornstarch. And you're like, yeah, but it's a fruit chewy. Why don't you just eat the apple or the berries? Right. So you are listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Christy Benton, a registered dietitian, and we're talking about eating clean and trying to understand what some of the labeling on our food means. Um, speaking of labeling and reading the backs of uh, labels, the backs of boxes and packages and things like that, there are so many hard-to-pronounce words these days on the backs of packages. What does all that mean? Most of those are some type of preservative and been added to keep the product, you know, safe for, you know, 12 months on the shelf. Uh, You're going to see artificial colors. You're going to see, you know, blue lake number four, red dye, you know, something else, yellows. These have all been added to enhance our perception Mm. of what the food looks like. Or, as I just mentioned with the preservatives, you know, we're trying to keep these things around for 18 months, two years. And so when I open that box of some weird cereal, oh, look, it's still fresh. You've got a two-year date on it. And along that line, even though we can't pronounce all these foods uh, or these ingredients, flavors and things like that, it does not mean that they are bad foods. It means that this food has been prepared, processed, that keyword, so it has some other redeeming factor, which may, again, just be shelf life. So... So it's not necessarily dangerous to consume these things. No. I'm not saying it's necessarily good for you either, but it's, it's about preservatives, right? It's preservatives. It's colors. Again, it's that eye. If you saw something that were a lime juice and it's its natural color and they used it to tint something you were consuming beyond what I would think right now. But I would see a diluted lime juice and I go, oh, this is really an unappealing color. But if they add just a touch more of a natural green or... There's that cream term again. Then you're going to go, oh, what a wonderful color. This looks great on my white china. I can hardly wait to serve this. So, yeah, there's (laughs) color enhancers. There's flavor enhancers. There's preservatives. There's, you know, uh, uh, emulsifiers to make things smooth and creamy. Peanut butter. You know, if you have to stir your own, you know, you're burning a few calories to get that jar going. (laughs) But if it's some other brand that's full of emulsifiers and a little bit of extra oil, boom, 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 it's ready to go on the sandwich. So they have a role, but... You know, you do have a choice in the products you choose. So as a dietitian, is that, is that something that you are concerned about? Are, are, there, are there preservatives that are worse than others, or is it really just I believe it's, it's overhyped a little bit? It's overhyped, in, in my opinion, and I know there's a lot of folks out there that were different. You know, and I'm, I'll tell you, I'm, a, I'm an example of preservatives. I've been eating them for years. I think they work. However, 
you know, when you go to the label and you can't pronounce the words there, it, it puts a question in your mind. We didn't sure. used to question it. Right. This was just. The, well, you didn't used to be there. Well, we've <laughs> there used was a pers- time when yeah. it wasn't there. Long, well, let's go ago. way, way back. But, you know, I'm a child of whatever. And, um, you know, we grew up with preservatives. If you had margarine, what a classic example. Yeah. You can't pronounce what was on that label when they turned it into a spread so you could put it on toast without having to soften it to room temperature. Those added ingredients had a role. They weren't going to, you know, cause any bodily harm. But now you look at it going, why can't I use something that's more close to its natural state? Margarine may fall out of your choice as far as a spread for bread. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, uh, um, you know, I, th- I think that, again, there's a, there's been... Uh, trends, obviously, there's been pendulum swings from, you know, don't eat any fat to now, you know, fat's not, not as bad as we thought it was. And that's what makes it so hard to eat healthy, isn't it? It does. I, I saw a, uh, uh, a little meme, a video on the internet a, mm-hmm. a while back about eggs. You know, this, this time traveling, um, scientist appears magically in this couple's kitchen and says, you know, I'm from the future. Don't eat eggs. And then he comes back five minutes later and he's, you know, 10 years older and he's like, okay, I'm from, I'm from 10 more years in the future and it's fine, but just don't eat the yolks, you know? And then he, he has that, that whole skit plays out. You can see where that's going. Right. Mm -hmm. And it it is interesting and sometimes difficult to figure out what is real and what is not. I mean, for Mm -hmm. years and years, we were told that margarine is the healthy alternative. And then we've discovered that trans fats and, you know, some of those some of those things are actually really quite detrimental. They definitely are. And um, so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it makes it kind of tricky. But you're saying don't freak out about some of the preservatives. There's nothing wrong with avoiding them, obviously, but maybe they're again. I think it's a personal choice. You know, I think that these days um, the strive to eat clean. I'd rather know what's going into my body. A lot of folks want to know. They don't want something they can't pronounce. As I mentioned. It's not something that's going to cause bodily harm. We're not trying to poison you and, you know, annihilate the population. But, you know, if, if I have the choice between an orange and an orange-flavored glob, yeah. and mm. this is your snack for this afternoon, I am going to choose what I can identify. I can see that this is an orange. It's healthy. I know it's great for vitamin C, among other things. I'm going to make that choice. If I have a choice between some weird sauce that I can't pronounce versus, you know, this is a fresh steamed zucchini. This is fantastic. It came from somebody's garden. I'm going to go to the fresh zucchini. Not going to bother with the stuff I can't pronounce. Personally, I'd like to know what I'm eating too, except for what's in hot dogs. I don't want those in hot dogs because I like them. (laughs) So I don't want to know what's in them. But, you know, let's go just go from there. Well, and, and of course, you know that there is a healthier hot dog out there now, uh, but it's still a hot dog. Okay. Parts is parts. Is parts. Healthier. Healthier. <laughs> yeah. I know there are parts in there, and I'm good with that as long as I don't know which parts they are. <laughs> so uh, we're kind of uh, running a little short on time, but the, quickly, some pros and cons of eating clean. What would, what would be some benefits? What would be some downsides? I think you're going you're gonna to feel better eating clean. The, the, the increase in the fruits and the vegetables and the whole grains that you can identify, you will tend to feel better. The uh, takes a little more time to prep. Yeah. You know, you can't just open a can and pour it into uh, addition to the microwave. You need to be thinking about ahead about what you're going to cook. So there's a little bit of a time change there that you're going to have to uh, devote a little more time to food preparation, food buying. Having said that, if you're in a situation where food storage is an issue, you don't want it going back 
bad in, a, in six months. Yeah. You've got to have something that's going to last on your shelves so it's safe for consumption. So, so there, are, there are some things to think about. Is it easier to, do, to eat clean, say, in the summertime when the fresh fruit is like in your garden or in the neighbor's gardens? Or is it, does that really matter? I don't think it matters as much as it did. We can get just about any fruit, vegetable, any time of the year. Certainly a little fluctuation in prices. But the world has grown smaller in that respect where that's we true. can get anything and you anything. want it we're going to be able to find it it's no longer the orange season or the apple season you got it's it. just the orange season or apple season here right, right 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 so if you were to give advice to somebody on who comes to you and says i'm ready i'm going to take the step i'm going to be a clean eater a couple of steps that they could do to incorporate that into their lives number one is i would start Focusing on the fresh fruits and vegetables. If I have a choice between canned green beans and fresh green beans, I am going fresh. So I think that's a very easy step. As I look through my grains, I may, as you mentioned, oatmeal. You know, you can do rolled oats, you can do steel cuts, but I'm not going to be finding honey clustered out pieces of cereal. So I want to look at what I've already got in my pantry and start looking Again, time consumption there, but looking for foods to replace that that are less muddled yeah. by all the ingredients. <laughs> now, do you consider frozen fruit, frozen excuse me, frozen vegetables to be fresh? I mean, they're it, it, technically they're processed. Uh-huh. Technically, they were harvested, clean, cut up, and quick frozen. So there is a process there. Okay. So again, um, processing doesn't necessarily make a food inedible. It enhances it. It gives it that um, preservation factor that we may need. You still have to use things up in a reasonable time. So I don't like. I don't want people to discount the fact that oh my gosh, I had to use a bag of frozen carrots. That's okay. But if you have the choice to go fresh, to go whole grain, raise your own. By all means, if you've got the time and the effort, put it forth because you're going to have a better product overall, I think. Awesome. Great, great advice. Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks you've for asking You've given us me. a lot of things to, to think about. So, Jeff, registration for the 2017 Huntsman World Senior Games is closed. It's, it's over. gone. Yeah, we're, we're done. And by the time it's all said and done, we're going to have over, well over 10,000 of our closest friends joining us here in St. George in October. That's right. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we're looking like forward I to Like I said it. at the beginning of the show, we are very, very excited. I want to put a quick plug in for a different kind of registration at the Games, and that is to register as a volunteer. volunteer. And that's still right? ongoing. Yes, it is. We need about 3,000 people to help us put on the Huntsman World Senior Games every year. And if you would like to have a life-fulfilling experience interacting with some of the best people anywhere, I mean, Truly. these athletes that come into town are fantastic Try volunteering at the Huntsman World Senior Games. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's easy to do. You can register by visiting our website, seniorgames.net slash volunteer, and you can choose when and where you'd like to volunteer and have an awesome experience. Lots of options there. Here is a motivational thought, and this requires just a little bit of explanation, Jeff. This is from Rosie, who we know Uh, is our director of sports. and, And he's a he. And he is a he. And this year, Rosie is swimming in the Huntsman World Senior Games for the first time ever in mm-hmm. his life competitively. Right. Now, he's been in a swimming pool before. Certainly. But uh, he's swimming for the first time ever as a competitor. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, he's a little nervous about it. But we were talking this morning, and he gave me this great quote. This is relation to, in relation to swimming. Okay. People say, once you start, you have to keep going. But I say, if you keep going, you're going to run into a wall. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. <laughs>